Today in Business from Wired. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Is the U.S. leaning red or blue? It all depends on your map. By Izzy Lepowski. On May 11th, 2017, a reporter named Trey Yinks, who covers the White House for the conservative news network OANN, tweeted a photo of a framed map of the United States being carried into the West Wing. The map depicted the 2016 election results county by county as a blanket of red marked with flecks of blue and peachy pink along the West Coast and a thin snake of blue extending from the Northeast to Louisiana. It was a portrait of the country on election night, but on Twitter, it was also a Rorschach test. Conservatives replying to Yink's tweet interpreted the expanse of red as proof of their party's dominance throughout all levels of government. Liberals viewed the map as a distortion, masking the fact that most of that redness covers sparsely populated land with relatively few voters. In reality, both sides are right, says Ken Field, a self-proclaimed carto nerd. Field is a product engineer at the mapping software company Esri and author of a guidebook for mapmakers called Cartography. The problem, he says, isn't with people's partisan interpretations of the map. The problem is believing that any single map can ever tell the whole story. People see maps of any type, and particularly election maps, as the result, the outcome. But there are so many different types of maps available that can portray results in shades of the truth, Fields says. It's a question of the level of detail that people are interested in understanding. It stands to reason that President Trump would want that particular map hung in the West Wing, there's an awful lot of red on it. But focusing on that map alone could lead Republicans to overestimate their advantage and lead Democrats to misunderstand the best ways to catch up. That's one reason why Field recently published an extensive gallery of more than 30 alternative maps designed to tell markedly different stories about what happened on election night 2016. Well, that and he just really loves maps. All of these maps show different versions of the truth, he says. None are right. None are wrong but they all allow you to interpret the results differently. Take the map Yinks shared, for example. In the language of map makers, it's a choropleth, diverging hue map. The term choropleth refers to maps that use color or shading to visualize a given measurement. In this case, the map uses either the color red or blue to indicate which party won a given county. It's accurate, and it's familiar. These colored county-level or state-level maps are some of the most commonly used to illustrate the results of an election, but Field says they also lack nuance. There's nothing on that map to indicate to the viewer, for instance, that fewer votes were cast in the rural mountainous regions of Montana than in Manhattan. Understanding that nuance, or lack thereof, is key heading into the 2018 midterms, when amateur cartographers will no doubt climb out of Twitter's recesses to proclaim their definitive readings of electoral maps. Here's what we can learn from just a few of Field's examples. To Field, there's no such thing as a totally comprehensive map. But he says, some are more truthful than others. The so-called daisymetric dot density map is one of them. The term daisymetric refers to a map that accounts for population density in a given area instead of filling an entire state or county with the color red or blue to indicate which party won. Field uses red and blue dots to represent every vote that was cast. On this particular map from 2016, there are roughly 135 million dots. Then, rather than distributing the dots evenly around the country, he distributes them proportionately according to where people actually live. 
based on the U.S. government's National Land Cover Database. That's to avoid placing lots of dots in, say, the middle of a forest and to account for dense population in cities. Taken together, Field says these methods offer a far more detailed illustration of voter turnout than, say, the map in Yank's tweet. That map uses different shades of red and blue to indicate whether candidates won by a wide or slim margin, but by completely coloring in all the counties, it gives counties where only a few hundred votes were cast the same visual weight as counties where hundreds of thousands of votes were cast. So the map looks red, but on the daisy metric dot density map, it's the blue that stands out, conveying the difference between the popular vote, which Clinton won, and the electoral college vote, which Trump won. The value by alpha map is similar to the daisy metric dot density map, and in some ways even simpler. It doesn't account for where votes were most likely cast within a county. Instead, it uses color to indicate the party's vote share in each county. And opacity, in map making it's called the alpha channel, hence value by alpha, to indicate the population in a given area of the county. A bright, vibrant blue indicates a high Democratic vote share in a densely populated area. A light pink indicates a high Republican vote share in a sparsely populated area. Purples portray areas where one party or another won by a narrow margin. What you notice first when you look at the map is that the solid red wall extending from North Dakota to Texas on the map Yink shared is almost white in this rendering. What you notice second is just how much purple there is everywhere else. It's a good reminder of what people often forget about the 2016 election. It was very close, Fields says. President Trump won Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the three states that clinched his victory by about one percentage point or less. Field, who moved to the United States from the United Kingdom seven years ago, doesn't pretend to be an American political insider. But if he were, he says this map, the Coropleth Highlights map, is the one he'd study closest. The map uses color to highlight vote share in counties that flipped from red to blue or blue to red between the 2012 and 2016 elections. This time, brighter colors indicate a bigger margin for a given party, while lighter shades indicate a narrow victory. As you might expect, given even a cursory understanding of Trump's impact on the electoral map, there are far more counties that turned red in 2016 than turned blue. They also happen to be clustered in key parts of the country, like Iowa and Wisconsin. But Field was surprised to see about 20 counties that flipped red to blue. I would never have imagined that, Field says. The question of what motivated voters in those places has, no doubt, been a point of focus for campaigns on both sides of the aisle these last two years. Of course, that's a question no map can really answer.